view is we're going to put in money if they're doing well, second, third round after the first. So it's an easy investment. These follow-on rounds, if you've been with the company, you've seen the progress, you know, compared to other competitors, if they're doing well and very easy to follow on and very easy for the management team not to handle the distraction of going out and finding tons of new investors and, and not running their business. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today at Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series with Steve Schumann, the founder and managing director of Haley Venture Partners. Steve, welcome back to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I've always loved your name. I, I think the symbolism of Haley's Comet coming around every 75 years and in an industry like cannabis coming around like once in a lifetime, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's spot on. It's a great name. It certainly came up when we started thinking about what we stand for. And I just remember seeing Haley's uh, Comet when I was about 14 and thought, what am I going to do in the next 75 years before it rolls around again? When is it coming around again? <laughs> uh, 2061. It's Oh, boy. It's plus or minus a year or so, depending on what else is floating around in space. Oh, man. I'm a 63 baby. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The we're investing in will extend our lives. <laughs> I will be there. That's a motivation to be there. There you go. So much has happened in the industry since the last time you were on. But before we jump in the industry, sure. let's take a quick update as to what's gone on at Haley. Yeah, so quite expanded quite a bit. Brought in a significant amount of capital. We've got six names so far in the portfolio. Most of those have had follow-on rounds as well. And brought on a new general partner as well to help me out and built out the team. So Whoa. it's been a very busy uh, year. Talk about the follow-on rounds. We hear this occasionally. Not, nothing perks up of an investor's ear more than when they, they say a year later, one of their portfolio company just does another raise. It's one of the basic tenets we have in our investing style is that we want to get involved with companies early. Potentially write them a small check. They are a little frustrated because we do a lot of due diligence for an early stage deal. But uh, the long view is we're going to put in money if they're doing well, second and third round after the first. So it's an easy investment, these follow on rounds. If you've been with the company, you've seen the progress, you know, compared to other competitors, if they're doing well and very easy to follow on and very easy for the management team not to handle the distraction of going out and finding tons of new investors and, and not running their business. Yeah, I see a lot of the deals that you've done, you've done sort of in a syndicate. Sometimes you roll in with other groups that you've worked with in the past. Has that been a pretty successful strategy? Oh, it's been very important for us. We got into the industry, kept investing heavily three years ago, but looking at it five, it was tough to find other investors that we could trust and feel comfortable that they're in, in the deal with us. They just weren't that sophisticated. Now we've got some great other funds out there that we work with really well. We share our due diligence and typically not official syndicates, but sort of club of four or five of us that tend to invest together. Greatly helps the process. You know, you're going to get good people on the board and push the company forward as opposed to backwards. Well, and also it helps with those next rounds. If you already have your team in place, your investment team in place, it's like, okay, we're next round, guys. We're in. Yep, we're in. It's tough to convince new investors when you've taken out the whole round before. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like too self-serving. So you want to spread that risk around and, and bring in more people into the tent. Yeah. So recent investments, what are some of the companies that you've you know recently jumped on? Yeah, we've done most of our investments upstream so far. So a lot of ag tech, laboratory technologies, 
and we're kind of finishing that out. Our last new investment was uh, Willow Industries. They use ozone, which is basically oxygen, to decontaminate and clean up flowers. So they've been extremely successful. They're out there in most of the big grows these days and, and adding more every day. They can't build enough machines. We feel great. They're a steward of the industry, helping clean up the mold and everything else that occurs on plants, and uh, off they go. Wow. That's a tough problem to have when you can't keep up with the demand. <laughs> We're looking for people to finance their equipment uh, so they don't have to use equity. Before we started taping, you were mentioning to me just how many deals get submitted to your website every day. It, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> Share that with our listeners. Yeah, I just I just checked. We had uh, 1,463 inbound deals on our, our site here just in the past year. And that doesn't include another couple hundred at least that are sent in from our networks and, and other channels. Wow. Well, what are some of the key differentiators that move one of those 1,400 to the top of the pile? Yeah, it's four or five different bullet points for us. One, we like management teams that were successful in, in their, their sub-industry, maybe outside of the cannabis industry. And so Spring Big was a great example. The team had built loyalty software companies before, and they built one for the cannabis industry, and now they pretty much own the market. Hmm. We like companies that can survive legalization and survive a crackdown, for that matter. There's a lot of great companies, great solutions because the product's still semi-illegal. But once it does open up, they may not be so useful anymore. And so we, we try to avoid those deals. They could have a great business and then two years from now or three years from now, it just it goes to zero with too much competition. So Yeah, that's a risk with a lot of a lot of the companies that are the giant companies that are sitting on the sidelines, when they come in, in most cases the only option is to have them buy out. Otherwise some of these companies won't be able to compete. Yeah, we're very concerned about that longer term. You can't perfectly invest and hope that there won't be any competition down the road. But for us, technology is usually a differentiating factor. So mm. we look for companies with defendable tech. They have patents and they're defendable. They'll have an advantage even when it does open up. See, that's good advice. That's good advice. You recently opened up your second fund. Is that going to be just for accredited investors? Yeah, both of our funds are, are private funds for accredited only. Okay. And that second fund, is it open now or is it about to be open? Uh, no, it's open. We've got four investments already, so we're off and running. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I, I don't know why I thought you were preparing to open that, but wow. <laughs> well, I guess with, yeah. I guess with 1,500 deals, <laughs> you gotta, you got to keep up with the deal flow. My goodness. Yeah, it's been crazy. Really ramped up the team here recently. We brought on some informal advisors to be formal advisors. I brought on a full general partner to help me with everything. So we've really ramped up, built out the back office and, and the investment team. So we're really off and running at this point. You know, you have a reputation of doing very, very thorough due diligence. Yeah. It's time consuming. You can't mail that in. It's time consuming. And somebody's got to do it, you know, without the bandwidth necessary to do 1,500 deals. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's no shortcuts here. There's a lot of claims made by companies. You've got to go through them individually. And, and we have a policy where we're going to do due diligence until we're satisfied. And if the round closes and someone else takes it, then, then it happens. And it's happened before. And, you know, we don't look back. The best way to make money is not to lose it. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, well, well, we've been speaking with Steve Schumann from Haley Venture Partners. And all of his contact information, including their website, which is... HaleyVP.com will be on the MJ Bulls website. 
Steve, always good to have you on the show. I really appreciate you joining us again and hopefully you'll be available next year or maybe sooner. Absolutely. We'll talk a year from now and maybe we'll have another 1,500 deals to go through. Oh, the rate you're going, it'll be 15,000 deals. Oh, boy. There you go. Well, good luck with this. Thanks a lot. Let's stay in touch. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why isn't the endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.